hold your neighbor's hand. And, all right, let's go. This one's called Rago, so I want to say one, two, three. Let's turn it off if we can, please. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah. This is on my new album, Born and Raised, out soon. Check. Boom. Clayton. Eight stars in the basement. Man better recognize when I tell a guy truth in the vast I'm stating. Man move fast when they're hating. No scars when they're shaking. When I can't when I'm faking. Yo, G, don't sleep, guys, gonna be a faster awakening. Man's trying to live what I speak, tell the man just stick to the script. I'm trying to show respect to my sis. It's cool, don't need no naked chicks in the bin. Listen to this. Live in the bits, raised up where man moves sick when I slip. Sort of try, but I slip, tell the quick. I don't glorify, but it is what it is. Ah!
sit down. Stand up, hey, run on, stand up, you think. What about, what's not here before? Man, I stand up, you know, sit down. Whoa. I'm not even reason, that's a bit tough. I have a drug that's easy to stick it. What? I can't move it, but it's wicked. What? I saw the moves and keep to rip it. What? I saw the moves and stick to the dick. What? I saw the moves and keep to rip it. What? I saw the moves and keep to rip it. What? I saw the moves and keep to rip it. What? I saw the moves and keep to rip it. Make the most of the time that you have this guy. Very, 
you know, you already seen it. So, and some people are not allowed to put questions on there. Can I take some people's phones away from them? Because a couple people in here. What time? Oh, because you know. A oh, okay. couple people that know me. Not All right. <laughs> All right. So let's go. Any questions? So. Jay, what one? I'm 31 years old, yes. and I am a grime fanatic, like, fan, yeah? So, your music, Dizzy, Kano, Bizzle, everyone, that's the music that I grew up to and I connected to, obviously, growing up in the hip-hop era and stuff like that. So, I want to ask you, when was your first encounter with... You was part of, obviously, the pioneers, but... With grime music because obviously you know there was a transition from the whole garage culture and things like that but when it became our culture music the grime music that is today when was your first encounter with that does that make sense yeah it does but it's i haven't got this question makes sense but my answer won't <laughs> try yes yeah. i'll try <laughs> honestly because obviously in the eye of the people watching the scene to them, there was a time when it was just garage. We're loving it, loving it, loving it. And like, you know what I'm saying? So Solid came out, made a bit more grimy. They don't know about my crew. You get me? Got a bit more grimier. Then Wiley got frustrated and what do you call it? And tried to get a name for it. And like, after a while, it just became grime. So that's from the watching eye. But from my perspective, I literally was in secondary school tech enthusiast, so I've got a computer, a computer in my front room, my dad put it in my front room in the middle of the front room. Like, the front room is divided into like a dining area and a seating area, watching TV and that, and in the middle was a desk with a PC on it, so you can see what I'm doing at all times. Get me? <laughs> so, boom. On that computer, I got Fruity Loops on there, because I, I, I love music anyway. And I used to go to school with a floppy disk and download two samples, three samples every day, bring them home, kick drums, snare, hi-hats, and make beats of fun. It was like, no, the word genre, I didn't, I didn't know what the word genre meant. I never said that word before in my life. I'm literally just on this computer, emulating everything I've heard from African music, advert music, to radio music, to everything, musical tapes, everything. I was making any beats with mad sounds from Mario Kart and stuff. I was mucking around, making beats. Then, Skepta, who was Machino Joe at the time. Yeah, what, Machino, Joe. yeah Machino Joe. He was a DJ for a, a crew, which at the time was a good name. Now, not so much. It was called Terrorist Crew. <laughs> gospel. He was a DJ called Terrorist Crew, and there were two people in there, and they both the names started with an S. One was called Schizo, and the other one was called... It became with an S, but I know that it meant Red Scarlet. Scarlet and Skits, two MCs from Edmonton. So Skepta, obviously, was too much in that joke. I'm going to make my name. I'm telling you his story right now. I'll make a name because of an S to match this crew. He went in the dictionary, Scarlet, Schizophrenic, pages in between, Scepter, Wizard Stick. I'm going to be Scepter. He said, I'm going to be Scepter. So he became Scepter, DJ for them. Then he went on a radio station in North London, Pirate, and I went up there with him. And I had no lyrics. I was like, pretending to be in with everyone he hit me everyone's a bit in whatever but at the time of that garagey-ish and then yeah I think I think those early early radio days were the days when I realised that the things I'm doing in my house because I'm still in my house having fun on the street outside there's a lifestyle of this people are actually at the station spitting bars to these beats like with this garagey still 
You know what I'm saying? So then I started to write real lyrics and then made like, a little joke. You know when you're airy, making a little crew with your friends on the wall? And it was Meridian crew, it was just a joke. And that's when we got onto Heat FM in North London. That's when I thought, rah, this is, wasn't called Grand, but this is a lifestyle. Like, our friends in our area come around the house and chill and play cards in a porch on the floor, pubs or whatever doing in our area, spitting bars about uh, nightclubs we haven't been to. Like, all of the... All of the girls go crazy over me in Townhouse, Warehouse, Corby, Rudolph, Opera, Temple, definitely, they see something in me, you get me. When I'm in, like, I was saying anything, I was talking about all these clubs, I'm too young to go clubbing. But, <laughs> always doing that in our area, and went on Heat FM, we're spitting these bars, people are staying in the room behind us, nodding their heads, looking at us, and I'm thinking, rah, like, people think we're good, that like, we're just saying things, you know what I'm saying? So that's when I thought, rah, this is actually reality, it's not just a joke thing we're doing at, ha at home. So it hit me then, and then from that moment till today, I've never changed. The name can be Garage, Grime, Esky, Sublow, whatever you want to call it. I have done the same thing. That's, that's, that's why everything I'm doing in the whole, my life now in music is, that's why I'm doing it. Because I never want to stop doing what I was doing when that computer was in my front room, ever. If I start making music for any other reason or for, for, with any other feeling in mind, then I'm, I'm not going to be doing this forever. I'm not going to love it like I love it. So yeah, I just keep doing it like that. And that's the first time. When I went to Heat FM, I was spitting bars in a crew we just made up because of our area name, my area name even. I was the only one that lived in Meridian. That was that was the first time that radio. So it wasn't like I didn't just get up one day and go to radio and you know what I'm saying? It was like a long transition of just just me making music and having fun. But at Heat FM I think that's the first time and I thought, raw, people in this room are from the streets, boy, like yeah, like you don't want to walk up in an argument with any of these lot in here. There's only four of us. There's bear man in here, man, asking for subs and that. What subs? I don't even know what everyone's talking about. You get me? It's nuts. So, yeah, I think the Pirate Radio days, when we first started getting on Pirate Radio, broadcasting to like a thousand people in the local area, that's when I realised, bruh, this isn't just Fruit Loops. This is actually people's lives we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I think that's the first time I'd say. All right, let's take one from the screen. Um, one sec. <laughs> no, go on, go on, sorry, sorry. How do you manage to consistently maintain such high levels of integrity constantly? They did consistently and constantly. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, who did? I'm joking. Right. How do you manage to consistently maintain such high levels of integrity constantly? I think, like I said this, I said this, I said this before off stage. When I'm asking myself these questions, I'm literally having to think about normal things and explain what I think in my head is a normal thing. And I do that in life all the time. Because like I said, all of our brains work fast on different things. Like there might be someone, Mehmet, big up Mehmet, stitches, you get me? If I go to his shop, I'm like, yeah, I want a hoodie, yeah, but I want a hood that's come out of this bit and have a gap. And I'm, just, I'm trying to explain to him what I want to do. He'll be like, yeah, bro, this is a pattern, cut it. Like his brains, he understands, you know what I'm saying? So my brain, with my life, it, it gets me. I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't understand how, you know what I'm saying? I, I just think, Raw, I like this, I want to do this, and I do it. I don't like that, I don't want to do that, so I won't do that. People be like, oh, you know what, Jamie? You're so, like, only really, like, two years ago you said don't do that, you know? Only now I'm thinking, like, it wasn't a big deal. Like, people make it a big deal that I'm thinking something, or I'm doing something, I'm sticking to something, or whatever. I think, raw, to me, it's cool. not. Oh, oh, I know the answer. Discipline. Boom. Right. I, I, no, serious, serious. Serious, serious. I had a conversation with someone, and they said, Oh, you, it was about faithful, being faithful. They're like, oh, you've got willpower, you've got willpower. And I said, I haven't got willpower, bro. He's like, you have, man. Like, if, what, if he was in the room with like, Rihanna Beyonce, if he was in the room with like, I'm like, bruv, 
I made a decision already, bro. Like, you're saying, wait, there's not even, like, no, I'm blessed. He's like, oh, you got mad willpower, you know, mad willpower. I said, like, I don't know willpower. Willpower is if, like, you quit smoking, and then when you see a cigarette, you're like, oh, I want a cigarette, but no, 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 do me. Let me use this pen for now. And then you get free, like, yes, I did that. Yeah, you, you, you powered through with your willpower, you know what I'm saying? I don't have that. If I was smoking, I quit smoking. When I see a cigarette, I'm like, because I've made a decision. I've made that decision. It's, I think it's called discipline instead. I've made a decision. I know what I'm doing. I'm sticking with it. And I say, I've made that decision. And I'm like, the Jamie that made the decision is the same Jamie that I am right now. So why am I going to go, ooh, that means the Jamie that made the decision, either, either. Because, like, <laughs> this is a new Jamie. And I'm like, ooh, but you just said two days ago, not smoking. But now I'm like, ooh, I might just ask for one cigarette. Then what's, what's the point, bro? You know what I'm saying? So I think I've got discipline. I don't know where it's from, whether it's parents, parenting or whatever. If I make a decision and I think something, I, I don't make decisions lightly. I don't just go, oh, you know what, whatever. If I think about something, like I said, and I act on it, I've acted on it. So then that will then translate into integrity sometimes when I don't do something or I stick to something. It's because I actually thought about it. I disciplined myself to do it. So that's the answer to that one. Whoever wrote consistently and constantly. The second one from the audience. Hello? Uh, yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh my God. No, so, the first time that I saw you perform was in Ayanapa, 2007. Right. 12 years later, you still have the same level of energy. Nothing's changed. So, so it's a two-part question. Yeah. What, why has it been so long since you've done a tour? Yeah. And when will you do one? Boom. Right, I've already done one tour. I've already done the uh, famous tour. I didn't do a tour for Blam. Didn't do a tour for Integrity. And the reason why it's been so long since I did a tour is because when I did a famous tour, I didn't do a, sorry. When I did <laughs> when I did a famous tour, I didn't do a tour like, oh, I've got an album, now I'm gonna do a tour, like what you're meant to do. I literally made an album because I was making mixtapes before, and I just made an album because I thought, oh, I've got some songs that won't fit on mixtapes. These are songs I've got Julie to sing on them and stuff like these are not like the Boy Better No series, so I put it out as famous picture of me and all my friends that made it on the inlay. And then I wanted to do a show, and my booking agent, Rebecca, who I've been with from the beginning of the time, she used to book me, Crazy Titch, and Titchy Stride, and everyone in Sweden, like 50 pounds, and I used to sky there, fly out and chill. And I've been with her till today. She's just someone, nothing, nothing signed, no contract, just my friend in music. And she said to me, because she obviously worked at a, a uh, booking agency, what do you call them? An agency, yeah, an artist agency. So she said to me, I said, I want to do a show. I went to a Sway show, a Sway show, where was it? Same place, Astoria, I think. And I said, I want to do a show like that because I was inspired by Sway. And she said, Okay, I'll book you, I'll book it in there, see if we can sell that. Blah, blah 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 blah. She booked it, it sold. She was like, Are you sure you want to do it anymore? Around, like, you can drive up and down the country and do it. I was like, uh, she was like, I'll find out for you. She found a few other clubs that will do it. And she booked them all in the same kind of time. And it was just literally me going to the club, performing, getting paid, go to another club, perform, get paid. It wasn't like a tour where nowadays when you get SJM and they come in the front, you can give you the money up front, do all the badges, stickers and wristbands and you know what I mean? Like the band loads in and your stage. It was just literally me going to random clubs that people wanted to see me at and perform. So it was called a tour. But really it was just me driving around in my little green A-class with shorty, Julie, Maximum, four-seater A-class, packed on the motorway, up, down. So yeah, so that's why I've done that. And since then, I haven't toured because I never, in my head, I don't think I've even toured before. And I don't like tours. I don't make music at all. 
I don't, I, want, I, want, I don't know. I only want to do a tour if I was happy. And the only way I can be happy touring is if I'm with everyone that I make music with and my friends and family. So I would love to do a massive scene tour. Tour bus, Bizzle, Jamie, Dizzy, Kano, Stormzy, Skepta, everyone. Like five tour buses, like maddest, you know what I mean? Like rap, the animals, rap, the vans, whatever. We go through to flipping up and down Europe, UK, I mean, come back out, go down to uh, Amsterdam, everything like sick. Cameraman filming it, everything, all ourselves of our own back. You know what I'm saying? That would be sick. I would love that, bro. Friends, family, girlfriends, wives, kids, everyone coming out to shows. That would be sick. I don't want to just say, yeah, my album's out. Uh, this is my tour, everyone. Make sure you go and buy the tickets. It's going to sell out. And I sell tickets, and then it's just me and Maxima on a tour bus. Skepta texting me, like, Jamie, how was that day today? Oh, it was good. And it's going around, walking past all the fans with a hoodie up, like, hey, yeah, what's going on? Right, right, go inside, perform. It's like a lonely thing. Like, Ed Sheeran does it. That's his, like, he stopped now, innit? But he literally would do one album and tour the whole world. Like, that's my, that's like a nightmare to me. It's a nightmare, like, I can't take that. Like, that's not what I want to do in life, you know what I'm saying? So, it's good for money, you get a lot of money. It's good for money. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, literally, I like making music and sharing it with people. That's it. I don't like touring, you know what I'm saying? So, I would love to do a tour. And I'm gonna speaking with someone recently, and something might be happening still. So something might happen soon. Watch this space. Watch this space. No, something's definitely happening, but something's happening soon. Something's definitely happening because we're gonna put our minds together and do something sick, hundred percent. But yeah, just to end on this note as well, just to, to add to this thing, I mean actually, because I don't like touring, I even suggested to Cheeky, my friend that does Eskimo dance, that we book one venue and I do that same venue like four nights in a row. But every night we get coaches from different cities to bring people down. To have a Birmingham night and Birmingham coaches come down. But then I thought, if someone gets knacked or sat on the tour bus, the headlines, Jamie Birmingham tour bus, somebody stabbed. Like I, I can't control people beefing drunk on a bus. You know what I mean? So I thought I can't do that. So, but I don't want to be driving around the place. I did it for Grand MC Cinema tour, but it wasn't tiring, and I was with loads of friends. I wasn't performing every night, like for an hour, sweating out on stage, using voice, honey lemon, all that stuff. I wasn't doing that. I was literally watching films with my friends. It was jokes. So that was cool. I could tour TED Talks or something, but I can't tour and perform 100% every night up and down the country. Lonely. I don't want to do that. So, yeah. But something's coming up, though, in the in the same lines of artists actually doing something. Trust me, I can't give it away because it's been my phone call. But don't worry, something's happening. Something's happening. Favourite book or books? Favourite books. Books, 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 books. I'm not really a books guy, man. Since I left uni, I think uni killed books for me, man. Seriously, bro. Books is the primitive way of receiving information. Like, obviously, back in the day, we had nothing to preserve information. So you write it down, you scratch it into a stone, or you write it down into books once you develop paper and ink. And then when you, if, like, if I have a book in front of me, this is a book. In this book, there is so, there, there could be information in this book, how to build this whole building and put these lights up and how to power it and everything. Once I've got a book in my hand, I don't have it in my head. I've got to open the page, read that line, that line, that line, that line. It's the slowest, I sound like Elon Musk. It's the slowest form of data transfer from information to your brain. Whereas if there was a video of the guys building this place, and there was someone narrating like, yeah, then you put these on the wall, and I watched that video in two hours, I would learn everything that book's teaching me, but 
even better because I've seen it and I can feel when they're, when they're, when they're lining up these panels on the wall, I can see how they're doing it. With a, you know what I mean? Rather than reading, then you put the panel on the wall and you get a water level, spirit level, put it on the left side of the panel, <laughs> twist it till the bubble is in between the two black lines. Like, it's not, if I see him do that, I'll be like, oh yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't read books now. I get information by either speaking to people firsthand or watching people's things that they've done firsthand because university killed books for me because I had to do too much books. And yeah, so my favorite book to answer the question, rah, my favorite book will be the last book I read, which was because I was on holiday in Egypt. It was beautiful, but in the sun, I don't need to be in the sun. So man was under one of them umbrellas reading Steve Jobs autobiography. Is it even an autobiography? Because it was, I don't know, it was Steve Jobs' book anyway. And that was a good book because it was, because because honestly, it was about something I was already interested in. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm already interested in something, I could probably get away reading the book because I, I already like it and I'm visualizing it as I'm reading it because I'm really interested in it. But Sarah, she goes to the library, bruv, and she just gets bare books out. And I'm like, rah, like, this is mad for me. Like, you actually, she goes, ah, oh, I'm reading my book. And I'm like, rah, like, just get, well, I don't know, Google it and get a video of what, you know what I mean? Like, that book is somewhere else in another form, but she loves books, so it's, it's a good thing to love books. Did but, anyone else used to do that, like, as children? Like, go to the library, take up bare books? I did, bro. Yeah? I'm banned. Aye. I lose banned from their library for not returning books. No. I'm banned, bro. Why? Tootoff Library, Tottenham High Road, bro. Banned, bro. I took bare books out. The guys are killers love books, but then uni killed it for me, bro. Big up uni. Killed it. Um, uh, let's take a... Uh, and actually, one out here. Um, no, that was a book one. Sorry. Dylan, Miami. Thank you. Make some noise! Come on, Miami. Happy to the sit down. Not a All right, so uh, this is kind of a random question. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to remember, but a long time ago, like 10 years ago, you put a video on YouTube of you playing Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, I remember. And you made two tracks. Yes. One of them went on one of your albums. Amen. And then Mellow. Mellow. Uh, never released. Are you? Yes. So my computer at home. Yeah. I will send it to you. I need to emails. I wanted to use it, but I never, like I said, it has to be true to me at the yeah. time. Like, I've got so much music that I can't just say, like, just, just write something and put it out. Because I, I feel like I'm failing the song, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, that song was made, and I loved it so much. I had an idea for it, and it wouldn't come through because it wasn't, wasn't relying on me, so I kept it. It's still there, mellow. I'm never, like, that's, I'm mad you remember that. I need to hear that. Yeah, that's mad, yeah. I've got, so, it's, it's on my computer right now. Can email after? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna email to you, 100%. Just don't send it to no one, please. <laughs> I trust, I trust you, you're here. Um, how, okay, let me go from the bottom actually. Um, are there any developing artists on your radar that we should know about? So people you think are sick, you just, but they may not be out there. Everyone, I'm biased, man. I, I, I love everyone's music, bro. Like when I listen to someone, I'm straight in their point of view. Like I love everyone's music. So right now, the newest artist that I, developing artists, you know about, I think you should know, you should already know about them. So, uh, from the world of this UK music, not grime, it's North London, so I'd say one Asen. He's got his, his song Expensive Habits, is what I feed my daughter to in the morning. Oh, wow. she, when I put it on, she, I wish I had a video of it. As soon as I put it on and she hears the intro, she's doing this with her hands. She gets a little breakfast in the morning. Uh, grime, I'll say MIC, Grime in Grime, MIC, this guy is legendary. 
what other genres can I speak about of people to hear? What's say Developing artists. Uh, I don't know, man. I think you should know. Uh, MIC, I'll say from Grime. Ten Dixon from Grime. There's a lot of people in Grime that excite me and get me hype and gassed, and I want to MC with them. And yeah, One Asun. Who else? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? That could be so transparent and show you who's right now on my phone. Is that right now? Huh? Is that iPhone 11? Yeah. They sent it to me, you know. I'm actually at that level, I can't believe it. That's it. Swear my life. Swear, that's like... Ne- all I need next, obviously I've said it a bit of times, Elon Musk needs to send me something. That's the roster, which is Right, Essex, he's a producer, he made Woo Rhythm. Oh, Essex, yeah. He made Woo Rhythm, and he's making his own music now, performing and producing his music, so legendary. That's the last thing I bought. So yeah, SX and after that, oh, Masterpiece as well, Masterpiece. He was a grand MC only, but now he's moving straight into, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what to call it, bruv, but it's British music and it's from his heart, bruv, and it's another song that I feed Rose to in the morning and she goes crazy when I play it. And you, when she wakes up, is that like a constant thing that you do? Every single morning, it's me. Sarah likes to sleep, man. I told her, because Sarah feels bad because she, I do it every morning she, and I, she's away now at the grandparents with Rose and she's like, oh, I got up today at six. And all I could think of was, how do you do this? Like, I can't do it. I can't do this. I can't do it. I'm like, listen, just calm down. It's fine. Because I've done it every single day. I've got up every single day. But I said, basically, everyone has their strong and weaknesses, strengths and weaknesses strong. And yours is you need your rest in the morning. You get up a better person once you've had your rest. And I don't need it, so we're lucky. You know what I'm saying? Some people might argue over this. Some relationships, there might be arguments. Like, no, I got up last morning. And the baby's sitting there crying. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas in the morning, 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock, whatever time Rose gets up and she walks into this room and she sits down and does this to my eyelid. <laughs> she tries to open my eyes. I'm looking at her and I think, oh my God. Like... I just get up. I'm just up, man. I know she needs. She wants to get up. I just get up. So yeah, in the morning it's the food time. So yeah, I'll say those artists, developing artists. Other than that, there's a guy called Stormzy. Stormzy, he's got a couple of tunes. That's it, Stormzy. That's it, and, and Ambush. That's for our latest purchases. So yeah. Cool. Oh, Mirror May, Mirror May, Mirror May. Another purchase on my thing. There you go. And Benji Flow. Boom. There you go. Anyone else? That's it. Let's get it. Awesome. Another question. Who is? No. I was gonna say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll take one from the street. Yep. So what? Okay. People don't want to put their hands up, but they can write this. <laughs> right, it's easier. No. Um, okay. How do you favorite people? No, no. How do you educate yourself? No, no, no. He ain't reading them. I ain't reading them and saying that. Because we kind of touched on something. Um, okay. Okay, that one. Support from your parents allows you to become who you are today. What advice would you give to creatives whose parents don't support their creativity? That's a deep question. Okay, but when my, when I had support from my parents, there was no internet. You know what I'm saying? So it was just me and my, all I knew was my area. So it was me and my area, North London, Tottenham, that was it. You know what I'm saying? So some of the things we were doing weren't like, like my parents were kind of right not support us, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was nobody making music, there was no crime crew or nothing like, you know what I'm saying? Now, if a kid now says, I want to I want to MC, I want to ever, they parent, or I want to be a YouTuber or whatever, their parents might say, you know what, help them set up on a little PC, get them, you know what I'm saying? Whereas back then, my mum was like, what the F 
Oh, you not do it, bro. I come to this country to better my life and give you an opportunity. <laughs> and you don't want to go to uni, Junior. Jamie, you're going to uni, but you're doing all your uni projects about your radio and CDs and pressing up, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, you're like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, in their heads, they must be thinking, what's going on? So it was harder for them, but they still supported us. You know what I'm saying? Whereas now, if your parents don't support you now, I don't know what you're doing, first of all, but whatever it is you're doing, I think you need to show your parents, because your parents are not the devil. They want the best for you, definitely, 100%. You are them. That's what you are. You're just them. New consciousness in their DNA body. You know what I'm saying? And they want the best for you. So the reason why they're not supporting you is because they think they know better. So you need to show them. Unless you, want, unless you want to fall out with them and just duck out and do your own thing. If you, want, if you want them to be there when you reach success, you need to show them what you're doing and why you believe what you're doing is going to get you, make you successful. Yeah, because if you don't know that, then I can't help you then because you, you can't help yourself. You know what I'm saying? So if you know what you're doing is you want, you're going to reach success and there's, there's a path you're trying to follow, you need to let them see it because if they could see it, there's no way they wouldn't want to support you unless they've got something in their mind they think they want you to do, which is wrong. Never try and force your children. Your parents are wrong and I'll come to your house because you should never try and force your children to do something. That's wrong. That's wrong. Even if, even if they reach success, they won't be happy. They'll only be happy for you. Like, mum, look, I've made it. Yeah, you wanted me to be a gymnast. I've done it. I've won the gold. But they don't care about gymnastics. They wanted to always, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, the parents might be wrong, but I don't know if they're wrong. You know what I'm saying? You need to show them, show them the way. And I speak to a lot of young people and they're like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. I want to do this. But like you said, my mum doesn't want, you know, I found if I want to do art or whatever it is, but my mum, she doesn't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, well, do you have a plan? No, not really. Sven, you can have it with the sound. Um, but I'm like, if you don't have a plan, your parents are going to make a plan. If you can't show them that, oh, I want to do this, and this is the, I've, I've researched the course I've got to go to, I've researched university, if I do this, and if you can't show them that, then they'll be like, okay, so you're not serious about it, here's my plan, be a lawyer, don't do that. Because I can see that works, that is success. I've seen people do it, aunties, uh, your, your cousin has done it, auntie so-and-so has done it, it works. But you, if you want to pursue that path, go and show them these are the steps to take. I've seen it become a success, and this is the plan that I'm going to follow. You know, some parents will still say no, but at least you try. <laughs> All right, another question. Um, oh, okay. What do you think are some of the challenges that young artists face right now? What are some of the challenges young artists are facing right now? I think some of the challenges that young people are facing right now, full stop, especially artists that are online, is the fact that you don't get to grow up on your own. You have to grow up in front of everyone. Like when you're asking about my childhood now, I've got to tell you, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you the good sides, you know what I'm saying? I'm not telling you the bad times. There might have been bad times that I don't want to tell you about, you know what I'm saying? When me and Skeptic might have had an argument and this, da 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 da. I wasn't there on Instagram live, like, look at him, look what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, this is Skeptic, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Look at him, look what he's doing. Look at him, look what he's doing.
they're hearing about this Meridian crew from Terrific Tottenham, always on Heat FM, like, where? We all get people coming around to our ends all the time. Just coming around, like, where's Skepta? Where? You know what I mean? Like, just when you hear about it, come around, like, looking at people, who's this, who's that? Like, artist, Cass is dead. When he was Castro back in the day, he used to come to Meridian, and someone will knock my door, like, any kid playing in the area. There's a guy, he's at the gate for you, look at the window and see. Come outside, he's like, yeah, what, 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 yeah, man, I want to get a CD, uh, yeah, instrumentals, whatever. I had to go in my house, burn them a CD and come out and get, you know what I mean? Like, we was, we, like if that was the days of the internet, there would have been mad people in my car park, like, really hard. It would have been nuts, you know what I'm saying? So now, for people growing up now, it must be hard to be growing up online, you know what I'm saying? It must be difficult to do that and then still try and be successful. And then even if you do reach success, like Dave, and you get the papers trying to tear you apart for... Nothing, you know what I mean? So I, I reckon that's the hardest thing they've got to do with now because I grew up without it and then I'm, now I'm with it. I know how to work it because I know, I know what it lacks like without it and with it. So you can't affect me, bruv. You know what I'm saying? You can write anything when they try to cancel me because I retweeted someone's joke that was anti-Semitic that I didn't know was anti-Semitic, bruv. They retweeted it. Then when I, when I took a picture of uh, Jeremy Corbyn, they said I'm endorsing him and I'm, oh, I took a picture of him and I interviewed him. Are you endorsing him? And you're, and you're, you're, you're racist. And then they tried to tear me down. I was laughing like, rah, is this what happens? This is mad. This is what happens. Like, I'm laughing, I don't care, you get me. But if that was someone coming up now, trying to make a name, for it was like Stormzy now, it's mad, bro. You know what I'm saying? People that are coming up now, I reckon the internet. Also, on my camera, I've got a camera outside my house. And, um, yeah, a lot of times someone's outside my house. One day, someone's outside my house. I looked, there was bare people on bikes, little push bikes. I thought, oh, what? what's going on? I pressed it. And they were just riding down the street, but they stopped because they got a phone call. And I, I saw the boy go, no. Nah. Like, little 13-year-old kid, no. Nah. Okay, put Baker on the phone. Put Baker on the phone. Look, tell him I don't want to beef with him. I, I don't want to beef with Baker. I don't want to beef with you, yeah? What you saw online, and I think, wow, these little kids are in beef over something that happened online. I'm, I'm, I'm literally watching this guy's conversation on my camera, like, bro. I wish I was in my house, I'd go outside and take the phone and say, yo, like, help him. Get me, but something's happened online, I don't know, but I can hear him saying, yeah, but Instagram, tell her to delete, whatever. They get into madnesses online. You know what I'm saying? I never had that as a kid, and it was hard growing up for me. So I can't, only, I can't even imagine what it's like to be 17 now, trying to be the sickest MC in your ends, but your life's online, bruv. Someone's going to put up a tweet one day, Someone's on the Instagram live your house one day, like it's nuts, you know what I'm saying? Is that why you chose to totally come off? Cause, not because of that, no way. I, why don't you come off social media? I don't. Why don't you come on social media, you know? <laughs> why don't you come on social media? So I didn't choose to come on social media. Boom! That feeling. <laughs> that feeling, bruv. I might say I was addicted to Twitter, but I can't say I was addicted to Twitter because I wasn't, evidently. You know what I mean? But I didn't know if I was because I got that feeling. If I, if I wrote a tweet that... I, I literally just tweet what's on my mind. Anything that's on my mind. Anything that's on my mind. Today, boom, I was thinking. Diet Coke. Yeah? Well, first, first of all, I thought... Everyone, because I don't, I'm, I'm not done with calories, bro. I don't care about calories. I never watch calories. I don't watch none of this stuff, bro. I just eat nice food. Cool. Someone invented calories. People that watch their calories don't even know what a calorie is. Someone invented it, bro. It's just how much energy it takes to raise the litre of water by one degree. Or, like, what's that got to do with how much fat you're going to put on? 
Bruv, this is energy, bruv. Like, I ain't on this calorie team, bruv. That's the star sign team, bruv. Come out of here, yeah. So, boom. Then after, and I was arguing with B-Lab. He's like, yeah, well, calories, man. If you use calorie deficit, if you get rid of more calories, then you... I said, but how can you, how can you track how much calories you get rid of, bruv? How much calories am I using now waving my hand? How much calories do they get up? Like, you can't, like, bruv, you, you think you're on iPhone. And you're looking at your apps, like, oh, calories, like, bruv, you can't, bruv, fun that, bruv. Just live a nice life. Do, if you if you want to get nice abs, do stuff that makes your abs work, bro. Go climbing wall. You get me? Go play golf. When you swing, bro, it kills, bro. Do something. Stop going to the gym and lifting metal against gravity. That's dead, bro. That's mundane for your mind. It's so like it's just simple to me. I think this every day. Anyway, boom. So I start thinking like calories, and I said to him, wait. So calories are energy, yeah. Cool. So if someone's dying in a desert and. It's gonna faint in a minute yeah and they find a crate of diet zero calorie coke and they drink it they're not gonna get no energy from that at all nah he's like yeah but you might get because i was like i love it man then i thought bro wait a minute this is another thought i just had but that's that's a tweet i would have tweeted as well anyway then i had another thought diet coke and i thought bro it's called coca-cola i mean not diet coke sorry coke zero it's called coca-cola zero it's not called coke zero it's called diet coke the word coke is for diet coke the normal drinks Coca-Cola, then it's Coca-Cola Zero or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And people call it Coke Zero. So I was, I was gonna think of I could think of a sick tweet how to say it's not called Coke Zero. And that would get mad retweets. And if I just tweet it and I look back and it's got like oh a thousand, two thousand, three thousand retweets, I, for no reason, just no reason, my brain would have stopped just depositing dopamine in the vending machine for me to collect. And that feeling is so good. I just, I would just literally just live my days looking at stuff, thinking, oh, what's that? I want to tweet that. And I'll just keep tweeting stuff. Just, I'll just keep thinking. Everyone just retweets it, talks about it, laughs. And it makes me feel good. And I thought, last year, I thought, nah, man, fun this, man. Let's, 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 let's come off Twitter. Everyone, let's come off Twitter for next year and let's link up, let's do raves. Let's link up, let's, let's eat together. Let's link up, let's link up in real life. Yeah, we have a website, boyvenner.com even. We have boyvenner.com forward slash offline. And we'll put all the dates of what we're going to do. And we all meet up on them dates. We just come offline, bro. Leave Twitter alone, leave Instagram. Dead it, man. We meet in real life and that's what we do. And then I was like, yeah, 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 sick, sick, sick. Like, mad, yeah, oh, shit. I thought, cool, but as the year kept going on, like, better things are happening. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't just get, get to grips and like, get, get a hold of it and do it. So then at the end of the year, I thought, oh, shall I just come offline? So I tweeted, who's coming offline with me? No one. And I thought, right. Then when it hit New Year's, like I said, if I think about something, I want to do it. I couldn't send a tweet. No, I couldn't tweet. Since New Year's hit, I thought, I can't tweet. I just can't. I decided not to do it. I didn't go ahead with a full plan, but I decided not to do it. I ain't tweeting, bro. And I just never tweeted. But then, I just don't care. Like, I've, never, I've never thought, oh, man, I need to go on. Nothing's done that. I just don't care. Everyone else cares other than me. I see people. I, I saw uh, I saw uh, Rags Rags Original that made shut down Skippy. See him at a Caribbean shop. Where I go on the weekends to get uh, veggie veggie curry. Boom. And he said to me, I don't even miss Twitter, man. Like we missed you, man. I'm thinking, right? Like you're here with me now, man. What's going on? Like we miss you, man. He was good. He's like, you was like the second voice, like a second you didn't follow no one. He was like a second like God voice on there. Like, we, like I'm thinking, right? Stop. He's making me get emotional, bro. Like I'm here, bro. What, 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 what's going on? You know what I mean? But yeah, me, I don't miss it at all, and I did like it's not a big deal to me. But it's that feeling, bro. And I thought, let me just see if I can control it. I controlled it. Serious. I don't know what to do next. I don't know if to go back or not. Come back. Is it a good comeback? <laughs> uh, have we got a question out here? No, nah, these lot ain't got no questions for you, yeah. bro. Oh, it's oh okay. what? We've got questions, Vlad. Yeah, you're right. Yes, man. Uh, the question is, was there a point when you decided that music would be the thing you'd do full-time? Like, that would be the thing that would fund your life? Or was it, like, gradual? How did it work? 
Find your life. Boom. I'm someone that doesn't really want to live beyond my means. So funding my life depends what stage I'm at in life. So I've only had my house for four years. So up until four years ago, my mortgage is £997 with bills and stuff. comes like 1200 So and that's four years ago. So up until four years ago, I've, like from four years ago to now, I've needed £1,200 every month to survive and be happy. And prior to that, I didn't need nothing. I had my mum's house. Sarah had a flat thing. You know what I mean? I'll give Sarah money to pay for a flat. But she was working at the time. She didn't, she didn't want to take money from me. Like, my mum would give Skeppy, Julie. Everyone's giving my mum money. She was fine. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I didn't need any money. So, all I needed was, like, maybe to pay, buy a car, pay for insurance, get a new iPhone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really need money. So, music has always paid me more than I needed in my life. I don't need, I don't want, I don't have any, no, I don't have nothing, bro. I have a house. That's it. And a piano. The most expensive thing in my house is my projector, my table, and my piano. That is it. Other than that, I've got a normal bed, I've got a normal desk, PC, there's normal stuff. I don't have any chains, I don't have any expensive clothes, nothing. So, boom. PRS, got a big up PRS Society, They're, they collect your royalties and they pay you. And and I, I, I got into PRS early from like when I first played Glastonbury for one extra in like 2005 or something. And they come up to me like, we're PRS and like, we'll set up an account with us. And anytime your songs get played in pubs, clubs, radio, we collect the royalties and we pay you. I thought, there must be a catch. Because this is mad. But now I know the catch is you can set up your own company and do it yourself. But it's, it's pointless. PRS are really good people. So, boom. They've always paid me every qu quarterly. They pay you quarterly for all your um, music. And what's good about it is, it's like, the more you accumulate music-wise, you still get paid for all your old music. You know what I'm saying? So, you get paid more and more and more and more. As long as you're kind of popping still. You know what I'm saying? And then, streaming came along which I knock because it's such a bump. But what's good about it is, it's like a pension because if you keep making music, like Snoop Dogg or Dizzy Rascal, all these people that made classics from back in the day, they're gonna be getting paid forever. You know what I'm saying? Mariah Carey, you just get paid forever because back before streaming, you get, you, you get you're bringing music out, you get paid a lot. And then as time goes on, people stop buying your CDs, shops take the CD off the shelf and not have space. And then you don't really get paid anymore. You know what I'm saying? Whereas with streaming, your songs are on the internet, so people even like people stream my old mixtapes so much. They're like my most streamed songs, and I think, wow, I made them in two thousand and four, and nobody would buy them if they were on the shelf because it's just there. People want to find out about grime, and people want to go and listen to whatever. Like I get paid for songs I made years ago, and if I keep making more, more, more music, I get paid more, more, more every month, and it's weird. Every single month, I still get paid like thousands and thousands of pounds. You know what I'm saying? I haven't put out music for three years, so. I've never needed to think about money to live within my means, you know what I'm saying? If I want to buy a Tesla, Roadster, I've got to put out something out. <laughs> yeah, I've got to put out something to do that, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, I've always been comfortable, lucky. So I've never actually thought, oh, music's going to pay my way, because I never needed anything, you know what I'm saying? And I've always, another thing, I've always liked, not liked, but I've always, not like, what's the word? I've always appreciated being broke, because I've been broke my whole life prior to music and streaming and whatever. So I've always appreciated the fact that when you're broke, you have mad drive. You know what I'm saying? You have mad drive. Like, I'll think, I'll see someone do something, like, wow, that's sick. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna what was the day on Lambs case? I'm gonna find out where the world's come from, Alibaba, AliExpress, find out, I'm gonna set up my own thing, the Segway thing, Swagways, I'm gonna find out how cheap they are. Like, I always wanna get stuff and sell it on. And, you know what I mean? I always wanted to do hustle. That's always been in me. But when you make money and you're chilling, you think, 
Like, you know what I mean? What hustle is going to make a dent to what you've got to make you feel like, yeah, I need to do the hustle. You're only going to go for the biggest hustle. You know what I'm saying? So I liked being broke. So I don't like being broke. I appreciated being, I appreciated, I appreciated not knowing if my lifestyle was going to continue. I have to work to make it continue, which was good. You know what I'm saying? So that's not, that's, that kind of feeds into the reason why I don't like to keep releasing loads of music as well now. Because I like to see if, when I do release music, do people care? Or were they just riding the wave? You know what I mean? Now, now I've let it calm down. If I come back out, is it a hype? Do people actually care? You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I didn't, to answer your question, there was never a time when I realised music's going to pay for me, but I never cared because I'm always ready to just do the next thing on work. You know what I'm saying? Even if I have to end up using my degree and doing 3D animation for someone else's music video or something, I'm always going to do something. What was your favourite venture that you, out of all, you know, you've done, I love BBK uh, Mobile. Yeah. Um, you did the hats, you done the segways, obviously the t-shirts, what was one of the favourite ones for you? Favourite venture was the hats. Yeah. The hats. How much did it? hundred? hundred and, I don't know, I filled up my tank with my X6 and whatever it was, that's how much it was. Hundred and five pounds and sixty eight pence. Bang, one hundred and five pounds and sixty eight pence, that's how much it cost to fill up the tank. And I said, that's how much it's going to be for the hats. And it was because, uh, the reason why it's my favourite venture is because it took us like three months to flip and get the hats to done. I did it with Dwayne from Renown. Uh, renowned, 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 renowned from also from Rainbow Six. But um, yeah, I did it with uh, yeah Viz and yeah Mitchell and Ness. And most most time when people do hats with them, they like want to have Mitchell and Ness, or people do hats with New Era, they want to have New Era, they want to have the brand attachment. But I was like, no, I just want to have it. Boy, better no. And he's like, why, bro? We'll sell more if you do. I was like, bro, no, I was gonna do it this way. I'll pay more to get the logo off it. Da -da -da -da. Did the hats. Then I had to go online, find a place that makes the boxes, design the boxes. It was so fun. Get a window in the box, get them to do prospects and testers, get the blue foil around. It was just fun to do. So then when, I had, when the boxes came, I thought, right, boxes got And then I thought, I can't sell the hats with a box. How am I going to post this? I had to go and get the little peanut post packaging peanuts things. Then the bigger boxes to put the box in. Then I, then I thought, right, well, it's going to be mad process boxing up all these hundreds of hats. Sellotape and that, I thought well, I can't get the sellotape. You know, sellotape gun that you put the sellotape on. <laughs> got that, and I made my own boy, and I sellotape the DVK logo. I just went ham, it was fun, it was such a sick project. And then I was in Sarah's house in Southgate, which she moved down after, like, it was a house here, like I said, and I had one communal space, and I filled up the whole front room with boxes stacked to the ceiling of boy, but no hats with the sellotape in the front room. They must have hated me for that month or whatever. But it was so fun for me to do a whole uh, work line on myself, you know what I'm saying? Put the hats in the box, chuck the box. But they had to open the box and make the box first, put the hat in, shut it, packaging peanuts in that other box, put the box in, packaging peanuts on top, shut it, zhoop, sell the tape, put up there, next one, it was fun. So I think the hats was the most intense, but the most fun for me to see a whole process get out. And also, whenever I see someone wearing a hat, I know I touched that hat. Every hat, anyone, any, anywhere but no hat you see, I touched that hat, I made, I put that hat together myself, I checked it, it was quality controlled, like, make sure the thing wasn't ripped, make sure that wasn't peeling off, boom, 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 put it in the box, make sure the box isn't ripped as well, because some of the boxes were like at the bottom of the stack, so we're getting into too much detail anyway, but yeah, so you get me, it was, it was really intimate for me what to do that, so yeah, I think hats was probably the, my favourite one. Nice. You got one over there? Cool. Sorry um, guys with these answers, man. Um, yeah, my name is Bengo, like 20 year old eyes from like, Tottenham as well, so like, man, yes. real, like hearing everything. Um, the other day I was thinking about like the effects of like streaming, like when it comes to like like Top Boy, everyone just watched it just like that and people were like, oh, they want it to be like once a week. What Do you think streaming cultures have like a negative effect on how we like consume music and like film and 
just like everything now, like with how people react and like, especially like the quality of like music. Do people just like drop bare tunes just for like streaming wise? So yeah, like that's what I've been thinking about the last few days. To answer your question, like to talk, to expand on your question. To expand, no, to answer it, I kind of expand on it at the same time. So I'm thinking the same things as you, yeah? It's like a double-edged sword because, not a double-edged sword. Remember what I said about that feeling you get when you do something? For companies, they don't get the feeling, they, they get money. So for a company, that feeling, the equivalent of me getting that feeling, the reason why I want to buy Coke Zero over water, is the same equivalent for, the reason why, for a company, the reason why they want to put Top Way out all at once rather than one episode at a time. Because they get more money that way, everyone's going to log on now, and yet they watch it all. You know what I'm saying? Get the numbers high, get the streams high, let everyone know that, yeah, they're, they're on, what's it, Netflix? Well, Netflix, we're not on flipping whatever other streaming services, T Apple TV, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, all these other mad Amazon Fire Stick stuff. It's Netflix time, you get me? Like, Prime, all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? So they want, they want, they want the numbers. They care about numbers and money. All businesses care about numbers and money. That's all they care about. But it's on us to know this and then to act on it, which is beneficial to us and our health. It's not on the company. It's not on, well, it kind of, they're trying to make it, they're trying to say it is, they're trying to say like, it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram for them to know that the number of likes is messing up kids, you know what I mean, depression, da, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's on your company's, it's you lot's job to know that. But out, it's out of order, but it's not really. The companies can do whatever they want, it's legal. We need to wise up as, as consumers and say, you know what? They've, look what they've done. Like, I've got mad work to do. I've got a dissertation to hand in. Oh, man, my, I've got a, my kids have started back at school. I've got to drop them to school every single day. And all I can think about is watching all of this top boy. Like, it's down to you to think, you know what? Fun now. I'm going to watch one. You, you need to, you need, we need to get control of ourselves. And our, you know what I'm saying? Because these companies, they're literally just there to make as much money as they can. Talking about music as well. Music, back in the day, lasted longer. It was valued more. Not because it was better. Is because it was harder to obtain. You know what I'm saying? I was saying this today on, with my brethren in the chat on Boomer's Gaming. Two tunes I can think of that are just in my head. I, I don't, why are they in my head? They're in my head because back in the day, to make a tune, you had to get money and get to a studio, record it on flipping the, that tape, reel-to-reel thing, get it mixed, bounced, press the vinyl, like it was nuts, get into the shops, get it on TV, it was so hard to get your music out there, and it was, there was so little music compared to now, that if a song was funny or catchy, it just became big, big song. I like to move it, move it, I like to move it, move it, I like to move it, move it, you like to move it! That was massive! Bro, if someone made that today, it's gonna be a meme for a Fortnite dance and it's gone. Like, that was massive! Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, calling Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, wake up! No, wake up now! What the f- Where is that in my head, bro? It's crazy, but they made the song, they went to the studio, they paid the money, they got all the video done, that is so much you gotta put into it, that is so little of it, that, oh, that's funny, look at that video, that's funny, and it becomes big, whereas now, you can make a song on your phone. You can get garage band on your phone, fruit on your phone. Make, everyone's making music everywhere, bruv. And literally jump in your car, it's got Apple Music streaming, it's everywhere. So the quality is gonna drop because it's so accessible and everyone's making it. It's harder to find. And yeah, so we just think, oh, we don't value it as much. But like I said, that's because companies make money off it. Like they want you to, 
Everybody wants you to stream everything, bruv. They want you to subscribe to everything. I've got to subscribe to my doorbell, bruv. My doorbell to watch videos back of who knocked my door longer than five days ago. I've got to pay monthly to see my doorbell. I've got to pay monthly. Gaming, when the new game come out, they was like, yeah, I, 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 I bought it. And I was like, do you want me to buy it for you? He was like, no, 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 I pay five pound a month. I can pay any game that comes out. I'm like, what? You're paying monthly to just play, like, you can pay monthly for anything now because companies know money. We're gonna get every single month, everyone is just dripping them, drip, we've got like a, a hole in their bank account and coins are just falling into our bank account every month. We're just getting drip, drip, drip. We're getting richer, that's what they want. So it's down to us to know, boom. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. I did it myself with Amazon Prime. I subscribed to Amazon Prime for no reason. I thought, oh, you like free delivery, why not? I didn't want nothing. <laughs> what am I doing? So I started this order for no reason. I thought, what am I doing? So then I thought, I'm, I'm subscribing to see if I'm going to spend up to £70 or £80, whatever it was, on delivery before I subscribe to it again. So I had to make a conscious decision. And I did that year. So then I thought, cool, I'm going to subscribe to it again so I can actually uh, save money rather than just, you know what I mean? Because people have everything. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, I think these companies are out of order because they know what they're doing. They know that they know what they're doing, bro. I, I don't have Apple Music or I don't have any streaming services. When I open music app on my phone, it just says Apple Music renew. I'm like renew. I never had it, bro. I'm, like I can't just play music on my phone without it asking me to go to Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? It's, it is annoying, but it's that it's down to me to control myself and to know that all these companies are literally out here trying to take as much money off me every month as possible, bro. So yeah. It is, it is different to back in the day, but it's, you, we, we need to control ourselves and know whether it's Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple Music, Tidal, I don't know what they're gonna charge you for next, bruv. YouTube, oh my God. YouTube, I love YouTube so much, I don't want to diss YouTube. But YouTube was the place I went because I hated adverts. So I go on YouTube because I can just watch what I want. Now YouTube has adverts on everything, bruv. Now I'm trying to show Rose like a cartoon or something, she wants to see it, press it. The new BMW. I'm like, bro, I don't want that. I don't want a new BMW. Neither does Rose, bro. Like, it's mad. Like, adverts on everything, and then they charge you now to not have adverts. And then you, then you also get to stream music, and like, like, it's nuts. Everyone's doing it. Disney's doing it. They're mashing up. They're mashing up. Oh, you see what they did Spider Man? They brought it back now. He's back. But Disney and Marvel couldn't decide on who has the streaming rights. To this, to another rat, to this character, they took him out because they can't decide on the money or something. Took him out, and then I'm getting deep into my own little obsession to get the Marvel Capcom universe and that. But they took Spider Man away from the Marvel Capcom universe, bro, and they had to agree on money to bring him back and that because Disney Plus is a streaming service now. And they, all, everything Disney's come off Netflix, come off everything. It's mad. So, yeah, literally all they care about is how much money they're making. And it's fair, they're a business, they want to make money. I hear that. But I'm not here for them. You know what I mean? They're there for me. So you've got to think to yourself, boom, do I want to spend this much money? Um, is it making me happy? Or am I just spending money because that's what they're, like, everyone's doing it and they're forcing us to do this now. So yeah, literally, that's, what I, that's, that's the stage that I'm at right now. And I appreciate streaming, like I said, because it is a, like a pension for people that have music. But I do believe that it is the last place that I should put my music. So I want to do the cinemas, I want to do the meet I want to do the pop-ups, I want to do the, the signings, the records. So I want to do all that stuff first. Once all the people that actually care, the 20% that care and love it, come out, get it, wear it, see it, form it's old to them. Drop it on streaming services for everyone that don't care. Just watch it, do what you want to do with it. It's like, that's, where, that's when it's old. But yeah, that's my answer to that question. And also added to the question because it, it, it really aggravates me. Ladies and gentlemen, 
time-wise, we're going to finish here, but can I have a round of applause, please? Thank you very much. It's so grateful that you would come out and, like you said, you don't do a lot of these things, so uh, taking your time out just to share with the people, the 20%, you lot literally are the 20%. Yeah, 20%. Uh, I'm on the next album. Hey. 20%, bro. 20%. That's the real, real ones. Um, ladies and gentlemen, can we make some noise for our guest artist, A-Star? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I've got a little something for you, if you can come up. Okay, why is it silent? So we're going to say, you know, thank you for coming and congrats on when you release your album. We I mean, know it would be amazing. You really gave us some vibes here. Jamie, don't go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> huh? I only said, you got oh, okay, okay. a picture on that. I was going to be like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, you, like, you're, uh, you know, anyway. Brother's a brother. Um, but yeah, thank you for bracing us today. You, like I said, were the first sit-down guest. And I'm telling you, unfortunately, you didn't get to see it. But he really set the bar from everything that we hear now from guests. It was because you said it, so thank you. Bro. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Can we some noise for Mr. J.M.B. Yeah, just you know what, thank you, thank you for your time, thank you for who you are, thank you for your family and just sharing your gems and, and your wisdom with us. So you didn't have to, you really, really didn't have to. You've spoken about things that many people don't know, but it's helped us, you know what I'm saying? We get a deeper insight into you, but into our own lives as well. So this is just a little thank you. So thank you. Can we make some noise for the sit down, bro, please? Also, I want to make some noise for, um, they're not here, but. Make some noise for Jamie's parents. Because literally they're don't worry. But no, because we outside we see your family and it's a it's you know, the only equivalent I can think of stateside probably it would be like the Will Smith family kind of thing. Like all of you uh, working towards, and, I'm sorry, working in your purpose and in your destiny and just being, like you, we always keep on, kept on mentioning, you're not even thinking about it. You're not just being, but it is blessing and empowering and inspiring so many people. So this is not just for them, but for you and your whole family. Just well done. Keep going. Let's make some noise for Jane.